The Unexplainers Extra! Hello everyone, uh, uh, very excited, big news, big news, massive news. Um, the Unexplainers is coming to television. Find out more after this episode. Yes! I'm John Rutledge, a.k.a. Eggsy from Visionary Rap Group, the GLC. Lover of mystery, disciple of intrigue. I'm Mike Bubbins, comedian and qualified PE teacher, fan of fact, seeker of proof. We're on a quest to unexplain the most unexplainable mysteries. For we are the Unexplainers. Right, Mike, explain where we are. We're down at Cardiff Bay, John, specifically Mermaid Quay, near the water level, just on a windy day. Do you know why we're here at Mermaid Quay? I'm intrigued. I mean, you just said meet you here, so... Yeah. And normally when I meet you, I take you on an adventure, I show you something exciting, I introduce you to something new that you've never seen before, don't I? You talk about things that I, that I don't believe in, and then, and then I spend a lot of time trying to find them, and then we usually don't find them, do we? Remember? And then you believe in them afterwards because you've seen them? No. And what you're going to believe in and see today is... Now, what's the name of this place? Mermaid Key. Mermaid Key, Cardiff. So you're going to see a... Say it, mm, Say the word. No. A mermaid. And that next to us is... Wet water. Exactly. And that's where the mermaids are. We're about to go into the water, and we're going to see... Do you watch the news? What's that? The television news. Hurricane Ophelia. Ring any bells? Is it a film? Hurricane Ophelia is a hurricane that's about to hit the UK. We're seeing the start of it here now. That's why the, the water's so choppy. Now, again, you've been blinded by the... What's it you call it? News? Yeah. Poppycock. What choppy water is, that's all of the mermaids, and they're, they're swimming around fast, and they're excited, and they're pushing it up and down. You can see there? That's them. So join me, take me by the hand, and let's go into that water deep within. Can I just stop you there for a second, John? Now, I don't believe in mermaids, but I do believe in drowning. So I'm not going to go into the sea with you during a hurricane. Well, bear, bear in mind, I'm, I'm a marine man. I mean, my father was a sailor. His father was a sailor, right? I, I got salt water in my veins, John. I do not want salt water in my lungs. Remember that old saying that the fishermen used to use, wind can't get you underwater? Look, remember the old fishermen saying, if you're underwater, that means you're dead? But remember that old saying, if you're underwater and you've got a couple of balloons that you've blown air into, you can use them to breathe through when you're underwater. Remember that saying? Do you remember that old saying that you can't breathe in carbon dioxide because you'll just die anyway? Do you remember that old saying that the mind is truly more powerful than the lungs? Do you remember that old saying where I'd be quite happy to do this show just on my own? Just call it the unexplainer and I'd be, ha I'd be happier. Do you remember that old saying that together we have the best times of our lives? And sometimes when I'm not there, I can hear you crying because you miss all these things. Remember that old saying? Do you remember that saying when I said, should we just go away now? And sit in the car or something? Do you remember that old saying of saying, can I get a hot dog or a beef burger before we go anywhere? Do you remember that old saying when I said, we'll talk to the production people and see if we've got any budget for it? All right, let's check out those old sayings and go and get some snacks. And then, find a mermaid. Unexplainer's log. As the old saying goes, to convert a dry, disbelieving man Mike to a soggy, born-again mermike, I would first need help. So we hit the road to Swansea to meet a bloke dripping with soggy, mermaidy goodness. My research has led me to a very educated man, and he's got some heavy facts to drop on us. OK. We're going to meet a guy we may never have heard of before called Carl Goff. Right, so the same Carl Goff we've met before who's a storyteller? Possibly. What, in the way that it is? In some ways, yes. The one who tells stories about myths and legends, fairy tales, that sort of thing. To some a storyteller, to others, a man with a hard fact about the mermaid. I think if you ask Carl, he'd say he doesn't actually believe that mermaids exist. I think if you ask Carl, he's going to tell you exactly what you should be hearing from my mouth, but from someone else's mouth. It might be a slightly different shape, but it's the mouth of truth. Much like John's school reports, the weather outside was terrible and showing no sign of improvement. 
Luckily for me, John had chosen to meet Carl in the most exposed part of Swansea Marina. We haven't seen a storm like this for over 700 years in the UK. This is very I, I, intense. I think this is a similar storm that was about 30 years ago. Michael 30 Fisher years. weatherman, remember? Michael Fisher, there was no storm, and then the storm hit. And that was Michael Fish that said that. And a mermaid is half human, half fish. Yeah. See the links? And he was half right, half fish. Was I was more of an Ian McCaskill man myself. Ian McCaskill was a great weather cast. I mean, do you think someone with great weather Wincy for... Willis? Wincy Willis was, of course, a woman. I mean, Imagine if she'd have married Michael Fish. Wincy fish. She'd have been a woman who's half fish. A real mermaid. This Carl. Hello, Carl. All right, guys. All right, Carl. Great to see you. And you. How's it going? We sound like got the weather for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, blowy though, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it's, it adds to the atmosphere. Um, I'm trying to educate Mike. He doesn't believe in the, the concept of the mermaid. Oh, okay. Now right. you've got some information on what some may call a story about... I think I think even Carl would call it a story, to be fair. I don't know Carl. Yeah, being a storyteller, it, it would be a, uh, a story. OK, OK. So, um, I'm a little perturbed, though, because mermaids are known to control storms. Say that again! Say that again! Mermaid, mermaids are known to control storms, you know. Storms, right. Yeah. Tell us more about this. Well, let me tell you the story. Say that again! Let me tell you about the... Well, you have to speak up, can't you? The story of the mermaid of St Dogmiles. Right. It all began yeah. with a fisherman. I've heard of them. And he set out from St Dogmiles. I've Off. been there. I've been to St Dogmiles. Have you been to the headland there? Pen I can't hear you. I Say can't again. Pen Camise. Some of our headlights. Lights. And, and no. Headlights. No, I haven't, I haven't got lights. No, not lights. Just think rocks. Yes. Rocks. Lots of sea. Yes, I've maybe, heard of them. Maybe a fishing net or two. Was the mermaid called a net? Say again. Are you wearing over the girl called a net? I don't know. I can't hear you. I'm doing my best. You're wearing a vest. It's a bit too cold for that. Shall we go somewhere we can hear what Carl's saying? I've got a better idea. Let's go somewhere where we can hear what Carl's saying. Good idea. You're all right, Carl. Can we go somewhere more sheltered? I can't hear. Let's try and go somewhere where we can hear what we're saying. Yeah, about summer, we can hear what you're saying. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. OK. Right. Right, right OK. We sort of found a nice little nook here. I think it's more of a cranny. Nookish, crannyish area. Can you, can you sort of start the story again from, from the top? Right, yeah. I need to take you to the lands where Ceredigion and Pembrokeshire meet, where the rolling green fields bow down to each other and you find the River Tyvee. And in the estuary of the River Tyvee, you find St Dogmiles where once lived a fisherman by the name of Peregrine. And Peregrine set out one day to fish across the headlands at Pencamice. And there, as he rowed upon his boat over the rolling waves, for an instant he thought he saw a lady hidden amongst the rocks. I will be honest, he thought it was a naked lady, and so being a gentleman, he figured she needed assistance. So he set his boat ashore, walked back through the rocky precipices, and there he found her. Well, half of her, at least. Because from the waist upwards, she was a beautiful woman, but from the waist down, she was a fish. Fins, scales, tail, and all. And she was sat there combing her long hair using the reflection of a rock pool as a mirror. And in that moment, something came over Pegrin. He desired her with all his being, and so taking his fishing nets, he threw them over her, carried her away in his boat all the way back to St Dogmiles, where he then imprisoned her. He cared for her, he fed her, 
brought her water, even brought her clothing, but she rejected it all. She sobbed, she screamed, she cried and demanded he let her go, but he couldn't. Something within him wanted her. As the days went by and she refused to eat, she grew thinner and thinner, and yet still he couldn't let her go. And then a neighbour told him of a story from the north of Wales, where the people of Conwy had also ensnared a mermaid. They had paraded her through the streets, held her captive until finally she died. And in her dying breath, she had cursed the town. Now Peregrine began to feel anxious. And seeing the internal conflict within him, the mermaid changed her approach and she bargained with him. And she said, if you let me go, I promise you that in your hour of greatest need, I will call to you three times. At this, Peregrine felt he could save face. So he accepted her deal, took her to the estuary waters where she swam out across the waves and disappeared. And he didn't see her for weeks, for months, for many seasons. And then one spring, the sun was shining, the sky was blue, the sea was mirror calm. He headed out in his rowboat fishing along with several other fishermen. He had just set his nets and was sat in his boat allowing them to soak a while when he heard a whispering voice. Take up your nets and leave. He looked around him. The fishermen he was with were too far away. It couldn't have been them. And then he heard the voice again, louder this time, resonating through the hull of his boat. Take up your nets and leave. He looked down over the edge of his boat, down into the murky depths, and there he saw the face of the mermaid looking back up at him, her lips parting as once more her third and final warning, take up your nets and leave. Peregrine did not need a fourth warning. He lifted up his nets and began to row to shore, calling to the other fishermen, begging them to follow him. When they asked him why, he said, it's not safe, and they just laughed. But by the time he reached the estuary to the River Tyvee, a strong southwesterly wind began to blow. A storm broke without warning. Waves were whipped up in a fury as high as mountains, crashing in all directions. No man stood a chance. And by the time that storm had passed, 18 men had found watery graves. And there was only one survivor, a fisherman named Pergrin from St. Dogmire. What a story. I mean, Carl is a heck of a storyteller. Insane. I mean, I can really see the elements of reality and truth within these stories. Do you not think that this weather we're seeing today is surely a sign? With John's mermaid obsession continuing unabated, he insisted we visit our library. I was shocked. The last time I saw John in the library, he was being dragged out of it while screaming, words hurt, words hurt. This is the place where they keep everything. Many secrets. What holds an archive makes the National Library of Wales at Aberystwyth. It's a stunning building, stunning part of the world. What did you call it there? You called it the National Library of Wales. I think you actually find it's called the National Library of Special Secrets, including aliens, ghosts, and creatures with minds of humans, but bodies of spirits from other dimensions. But you can call it that if you want. Yeah, now, I didn't see that on the sign. That's how big a secret this is. So they may try and create the illusion that it's just books. But the most important thing about this building today is there's a document in here that I want you to see. We ventured deep into the womb of secrets to find Tim, who secretly described himself as a historian to keep it hush-hush, secret. 
we're stood here and behind that door, you've got something that's even better than my Eagle Annual 1984. Is that right? right? It's a unique book published over 400 years ago. 400 years. Okay, right. Let's, um, Mike, here we go. I'm older than John, so he equates older with stronger, truer and better. Unfortunately, he applies this to everything. As such, this quirky old fable has matured over the last 400 years into absolute truth. This is a pamphlet printed in 1603. The title is A Most Strange and True Report of a Monstrous Fish Who Appeared in the Form of a Woman from Her Waist Upwards. So, the key word here, Mike, is true. You've had a lot of issues dealing with this key word, true, but this is a document, Mike, that uses the word true. So in my mind, therefore, it's true. This heavily matured evidence was so solid, it was squashing my brain tubes. But it wasn't just gilded words that the truth was steaming out of. We've got a picture of what looks like maybe a seal with a human torso and what looks to me like the face of a dog. It's much a dog with long hair wearing an Elizabethan ruff. Exactly. With small breasts. Strange hands, like, like, like Trump-esque hands. Tiny and, hands. And then from the waist down is like a, a seal's body or a fish's body. Yeah, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why she's wearing a ruff. That's the fashion of the time, yeah. beginning of the 17th century. Even yeah. the dogfish. Yeah. These days she'd have some sort of jeans with sort of cuts in them. Yeah, except she hasn't got legs. Right. That's true. Good point, Tim. Good point, Tim. So after reading that, what, what do you think? Don't feel bad, Tim, about telling John that he's wrong either. Feel free to say that. Well, we're... thank you for saying that, because that's about what I was going to say. Right, OK, good. Uh, I must admit that I'm a sceptic. Good man. It says a strange and true report, because they want to sell copies of the pamphlet. This is basically a commercial venture. The invention of printing in the late 1400s gave the opportunity for this sort of story to be publicised. There'd be things like a baby born with two heads, or a man seen in the jungle with his face in his stomach. And the sort of thing people would read for sensation and then thrown away probably like yesterday's sensational copy of The Sun. John, John would have believed all that stuff. Imagine a comic with a stomach. I'm not sure they got that far. Having been dragged to Aberystwyth for a four-century-old piece of fake news, you'd think I was the one who was angry, but it was John who was raging. Well, Michael, I've never seen such a massive fallacy, and I've seen some big fallacies in my life. That was just W-R-O-N-G. Wrong, Michael. You spelled that right? Yes, because I'm R-A-G-H-T, and you... Right, we just are... learned to spell it. Are you showing off your intellect now? Either I can right S-P-E-L-L any time I L-I-K-E. Are you H-A-P-P-Y? Yes. Whereas you are an L-I-A-R. Don't call me a liar. giant fallacy flopping around everywhere. Sickens me. I'm going to smack you in the face of my fallacy in a minute. Yeah, well, you can put your fallacy where you like, but it won't go into my brain, because my brain is fallacy-free. And I'm keeping it that way. Right across your cheeky mouth. Yeah, well, next time you get your fallacy out, I won't be there to look at it. You've embarrassed me, then. You embarrassed poor old Tim. Did you see his face? Yes, I saw his face, full of lies. It's a very nice Falsehood. face. And you can Deceit. see the man thinking, what am I dealing with? And I don't know what you want, to be honest, mate. I know what I want. We meet a storyteller, he tells you about mermaids, mm. right? And then explains to you that it's just a story. Mm. We then meet a fellow in a library, a very well-read, very nice man, mm. who tells you, this is a story about a mermaid, but it's not true, of mm. course. Mm. Tell what, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll take us to a marine biologist. Hope, well, no, do you know what I was going to say? She'll knock some sense into you, John, but she won't. I guarantee she won't. It doesn't matter what she says to you. It won't make any difference to you. 
I'm glad you take me to see this marine biologist. She won't be. I mean, I imagine you think some sort of biologist who's connected with the army is a very clever thing to well, go and see. No, not that sort of marine as in of the sea. Big guns and fish. Very clever. She's not a Royal Marine. Yeah. One thing she will know, though, is that there's a range of creatures in water. I think she'll know that, yes. Yeah. Since she's a scientist, she probably even knows what a few of the names are. In job. fact, I can tell you what's going to happen. We'll get there and it'll go like this. Oh, hello, marine biologist, 240 base commander, whatever you say to these army base biologists. She's not in and, the army. And she obviously is. She's a marine biologist. Right, even if she was a marine, as in a royal marine, that'll be part of the navy, right? Yes. You said the word marine. She's not a marine. She's, she's a, a marine, marine biologist. biologist. Yes. A biologist with a big gun. And she'll say, well, this is my gun, but but let's put that aside for now because we're going to talk about all the animals and then she'll say this do you know there's over 28 animals in the sea and i go yeah i know that and she'll go do you know what they start off as and i'll go probably plankton she'll go well done you've done work there and she'll go do you want the next on. one whoa, is whoa 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 that's not like a larval stage plankton is the adult animal planktons don't become dolphins yeah and then this is what else will happen. She'll say, well done, planktons are one of the main things. And then she'll say this, also there are other main things, jellyfish, goldfish, but of course, the main one is of course the M-A-R-M-A-I-D. The mermaid. You just spelled mermaid. Yes, that's right. And then she'll say, you've won this. What do you mean, yes, that's right? Mermaid is has it, a... Is it a mermaid made of yeast paste? You either love it or you hate it. I love it, you hate it. You deny it. Can you it. not even spell mermaid, you... Yes. M-E-R-M-A-I-D. Yeah. Yes, mermaid. Your, oh, here he comes with his big words and his alphabet again. It's your word. Ooh. It's the word that you're insisting oh, on. Oh, trying to, trying to turn it round on me now, you. I've just picked you up on your misspelling of something. Mm. And that's my fault for getting it wrong. You're wasted not being impossible. One big old mistake there. Don't try and switch on I me. didn't make a mistake. You just spelled mermaid, marmaid. Now let's go and see this army biologist. She's not from the army. Check the size of a gun. You'll be eating your words. She'll have a pen. That's actually a gun. The pen is mightier than the gun. Which she uses. She's not James Bond. Of course she's not James Bond. James Bond can't swim. James Bond can swim. Can he? Or are you just making it up again? Did you know James Bond had an underwater car? Yes. And I've had a go on it. When I was a lelve. A lelve? Yes, a lelve. You were a lelve, you? A lelve. What's a lelve? 11 and a half years old. Yeah, it? in the middle. You were a lelve? Yeah. Were you a lelve when you first saw a marmaid? Yeah, that when I thought my first marmaid, I was a lelve because it's easier to see a marmaid when you're a lelve than any other age in your life. And once you see one, you'll see loads of them. What well, didn't you have an awakening at 11? I've had loads of awakenings. And then and a lelve, it just moved on another stage, did it? Yeah, that's the secondary phase of awakening. What about a twirteen between 12 and 13? Yes. What happened then? Anything? That's when hairs start to grow, and that's a different conversation that I'll have with you in private. I don't want to talk about that now. Just don't talk about anything. I'm here to talk about marmaids. In fact, don't talk about anything for the next 11 months. Mike had brought me to Newquay, a small town that can be found on something called a map. It rests on the edge of the blue bit to the left of the green bit that experts refer to as Wales. Beautiful little harbour here, little fishing boats. We've seen some people on stand-up paddle boards. Yeah. Have a, look at that. Have a look at that, listeners. Now, those listeners can really see that. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. Sea's calmed right down now, thankfully. Beautiful day, considering how extreme the weather's been. Not that long ago, there was a horrible, sort of intense storm building, and the weather was... was. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it, how the guardians of the weather have taken pity on us. No, I just think the and, weather's and moved they've, on. They've, they've, they've allowed us... The weather has moved on. They've allowed us to come this far, and they... Storms don't last all year, they're, they're out there, and their gills are opening and closing, and as they open and close, right. they push out goodness. Towards us, you know, a mermaid's got the top half of a, of, a, of a human, yeah. Yes. So why have they got gills? Why, why wouldn't they have lungs? We can ask our marine biologist. Right? You, you wouldn't know about. Do that. me a favour. Sarah's a nice person. Yeah. Try not to sound like an idiot. You right? Try not to sound like a non-believer with your massive fallacy. Just before we go in, just just give praise to the mermaids for this break in the weather. Say thank you, water babies. Say that. If I say that, will you be nice? Yes. 
One, two, three. Thank, Thank you, you water, water babies. babies. Come on then, take me inside, Mike. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. This is my, well, my colleague, John. Hi, John. Hi, Sarah. Okay. Behind us here, is that a porpoise or a dolphin, Sarah? That's a common dolphin. It's a common dolphin. Is that not cruel to have one sort of hung up on a ceiling? It's not real. Right. These all look very exciting here. What are these? These are things found washed up on the beach. Okay. This here is what we'd call a mermaid's purse. Oh, don't, don't. Whoa, don't, now don't what, let's just hear that name again. Can you just say that name again for a me? A mermaid's purse. So, Mike, that's called a... Can you say it, Mike? That's it's called a mermaid's purse. Right, okay. This is where they keep sort of a comb, maybe loose change. Possibly not in this instance. A mermaid's purse is the name given to the egg case of a shark, skate or ray. Yeah. Okay. You won't find a mobile phone in one of those. No. To save us all some time, I decided just to show Sarah the ridiculous mermaid picture. Have you seen anything like that? I can honestly say, mm -hmm. no, never. Right, and that's a never there, John. That's Only on the TV. Okay, now are you sure you've not confused a 42-inch plasma with the sea? Pretty sure. Because they're big, they're both big. Like, the sea's uh, probably a little bit bigger than okay, a 40. Okay, well, you, okay. I mean, something that you guys haven't taken into account is there's a thing called plankton. Definitely the science here. Plankton was there when people were, weren't even people, right up to the time where people are people. So we know this. Is it possible Potatoes. that one guy fell in the sea, mm. and it, I'm not going to be rude, but it made love, and the baby was a mermaid? Uh, I can't imagine those two species would mix. Sorry. Okay. John thinks that everything developed from plankton. Right. Whales, seals. If fish, enough plankton sharks. groups together, it can make anything. Am I right? Yeah, I'm not sure that's correct. Okay. A load of plankton wouldn't make a dolphin, for example. Okay. We get plankton and zooplankton. Mm. Zooplankton being more animal species, mm. plankton being more what you'd call plant species. Okay. Okay. And so animals like whales would eat plankton and zooplankton. So plankton is not another thing? Plankton is a thing. But it cannot but it be another can't. thing. To make it simple, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like if you put loads of dogs together, mm -hmm. it wouldn't become an elephant. It would still be just a lot of yeah. dogs. But if you put loads of dogs together, then cover them in an outer skin and put a hosepipe on the front, would it be an elephant then? I doubt it. No, it would be a bag of dogs. Okay, that's fine. I was fed up with experts telling us things they knew. The only way to get the truth was to become experts in the sea ourselves. Here's a question for you, Sarah. If we want to go out to the sea, is there a type of car or a bus or something that could go out to the sea and safely carry us? I think what you're referring to is known as a boat. I think it's a, I think it's a boat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't have wheels. So how does that work without wheels? They float on top of the water. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a go. And here at the Marine Wildlife Centre, we collect data on species like dolphins. So Can you let me know if you see anything? Yes. What I come back with may be something that rocks both of your worlds. For unexplainable reasons, I got onto John's floating non-wheeled sea car. Right, we're on board, and you can really sense sort of mermaidnity coming out of the water, can't you? Yeah. No. There's a connection there. There's a psychic bond between me, the water, and the mermaids. If you and I don't can feel stop that. annoying me, there'll be a very physical connection between you and the water. Well, there's, there is a physical connection. I can feel it in between my legs, under my armpits, in my mouth. I can feel it Heading out to sea, I was excited. There was a chance I would see a porpoise. There was also a chance that John would lose footing and fall overboard. I think what we should do now, unlike a bus where you shouldn't approach the driver, yeah. we will approach the skipper, Steve, we'll just see where he's planning to take us. OK, let's go on up to the uh, cabin. Hi, Steve. Hiya. I'm going to try not to annoy you or get... No, no, you're fine. Now, what Steve's doing is he's scanning the water for us with his expert eye. 
Yeah, I saw a seal over here earlier on. So. Okay, let's check it. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean it is a seal. You know, if we see a small oh, pair of hands like Donald Trump, it could be a mermaid. As I focused all of my energy into forming a wet mind bond with the Mermaid Kingdom, my excitement began energizing them. Soon, they were responding by making our boat do a big up and down thing all the time. I can oh, feel sort of, hello. oh, here we go. We're rising and falling by probably about four or five feet. I'd say between 10 and 35 foot. Oh, there you are, oh, oh my goodness. It's moderately unpleasant though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Steve, what's the sort of swell here? We, uh, about a foot and a half. Foot and a half, yeah, that's what I was saying. I said that as well. Oh, oh, you did that on purpose, Steve. It's so easy to... Uh... <laughs> I can only describe Steve's face. He's as really, full of joy. really enjoy, enjoying himself now. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, this is, uh, again... Uh, oh, oh, what's that in front of whoa, us there? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, there's a bald one, there's a bald one, there's a giant bald one coming out of the water. Look at the size on it. Look, it's a human head, it's a skull. I think that's called a, a boy. B-U-O-Y. Yeah, that's just a boy. That's Gloria. What is Gloria? Gloria is a sea pod. We've got these electronic devices out in the bay. They've made bloody robotic mermaids, Mike. No, no. A sea pod records 24 hours a day, seven days a week, dolphins or porpoise in the area. It finally clicked. I'd worked out what Steve was doing. By using code and calling mermaids dolphin or porpoise, we'd be able to sneak up on them without them knowing we were even looking for them. Genius. There's another boat up ahead. There's, what, five or six people on there. They're all staring. Deep into the water there. Maybe call them on the radio if you want. ML6, ML6, Analoid, Analoid on six on this one, Dav. Oh, oh. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Any mermaids over there? Uh, I think we've got a porpoise about 50, 60 metres or so on my port side. I've only seen it the once. Blam! As we rushed over to join the other boat, the equation was simple. Porpoise spotted equals mermaid spotted times my third eye minus my scepticism equals solid evidence. Oh, up ahead, up ahead. Porpoise, three o'clock. Three o'clock, three o'clock. That means to the right, John. This is the moment. This was exciting. John's mermaid madness was about to get torpedoed by the porpoise of truth. And again. Yes! yes. So we saw the dorsal fin there. There it comes again, there it goes again. There get a photograph, get a photograph. Clearly a bit of arm there. Small what was breast. that then? Harbour porpoise. Harbour porpoise. Yeah. So it was like a black mini dot. Oh, there it is again. Over there. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Oh, okay, so we just saw the classic dorsal fin shape come out of the water. And just arced up and then straight back down again. And then he was gone. So they come out of breathe then, Steve? Yeah, buffaloes, dolphins, harbour porpoise, all cetaceans. They're all marine mammals. They've got to breathe. So they come up, take a breath, a couple of breaths, and gone again. And the little porpoise, they're really timid. They don't come over to the boats like the dolphins do. Dolphins, they will come out and check us out. It's really important that we leave it to them if they come and have a look at us or not. I'd had a wonderful day. I'd even learned something, which for someone as intelligent as me is impressive. John, on the other hand, had actually ended the day less intellectually able than he'd started, which was truly remarkable. The sky's looking quite awesome. beautiful now as we sort of head back. You can feel a real sense of, uh, I believe the term is nature-nity, Mike. Well, I'm just so pleased that we saw a porpoise. And we definitely saw something come out. Well, we definitely saw a porpoise, because Steve said there's a porpoise. Was it a porpoise, though? Yeah. Who's to say that we couldn't say... Well, who's we to say is Steve, who's, who's, even though he doesn't look it, in his late 50s... 28. He's been on, on the sea most of his life. Yeah. He said it was a porpoise. I thought it was a porpoise. Mm. Nathan and Reese, the two production chaps, thought it was a porpoise. Yeah. You thought it might be a mermaid. I, all I'm saying is I think there's still that little window. There's a big difference in splitting opinion and you have an opinion different from everybody else. And there is also that room for that which splits us between the world of the dry and the world of the wet. 
You understand? No, I don't know. I don't know what and that I means. Think, I think we've left this place more educated now. We've learned more about the experience. But have we come away from here actually being at one with a mermaid? No. So that's right. And I think that's what makes this so very special. We've learned something, Mike, together. There is a place for a creature that no one says exists. The Unexplainers is a Zipline Creative production for BBC Radio Wales. And mermaids and dolphins, porpoises, jellyfish, seaweed, water babies. The Unexplainers. Extra! Stop, don't go anywhere because we have some important news. If you like what you've heard, then get ready to like it even more when you see it because The Unexplainers is coming to British television. Yes, our first episode of the brand new Unexplainers TV series airs at 10pm on March 25th on BBC Two Wales and will be available all over the UK immediately afterwards through the BBC iPlayer. Want to know more? Stay in touch online via at The Unexplainers on Twitter and Facebook and with three more episodes still to come on The Unexplainers Extra podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. I love you. Goodbye. Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The Demon Seed is happening. It's now. It's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially mm. between the two of us ever. Oh, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, and it might be shorter than that. Yeah. But it'll be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the Demon Seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to the, to demon, the seed. demon Seed. And we can do it together, yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon Seed. Listen to the Demon Seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the demon, to the demon seed. seed. Paint on the wall. Listen, to, listen. To the demon seed. seed. Um, I haven't. Got, I don't know many people. Listen, listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the, listen demon, to the demon seed. Um, um, you've been no, kicked up uh, by your missus because she yep. found out you've been fiddling with next door. Uh, you live sleeping the in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon, to the demon seed. Um, uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. earbuds still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L- no, no, no. Be careful with that. Okay. Because you've it... got to be aware of traffic and stuff. All right, like how about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder away from the car and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to the seed. Demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon scene. pause. Yeah. Cross get the road the safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Going then... the pavement again. Listen to the listen demon seed. Listen to the demon seed, yeah. Um, what other things Going are Going on an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon seed. But then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to birdsong. song. To nature. To, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. a lot. Worried about being asked for spare change by... Homeless people. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Or pretend. Uh, just even, just pretend. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the. In, in a quiet carriage. Seed. Make sure it's very quiet. <laughs>
Yeah. You don't want none of this. Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon suit. No, we can. I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, I don't because it'll. Yeah. Think of that's true. Might ruin it. Trains it. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've given them a good, a pretty, pretty good roundup of what to, how to use. Well, producer reset a punchy fifteen seconds. So that that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the chart. That was, see, that was see, perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Uh, thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese, there. I like the way the standards are so low. That was. If you if you're producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon seat. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah. <laughs>